Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars daily sports podcast. It's Wednesday, January 13th. I'm Blair Kirkhoff, and we're going to a press conference, a Chiefs press conference. The playoff opener for the Chiefs is Sunday, the divisional round game against the Cleveland Browns, and we're going to hear what some of these stars on the offensive side had to say about the game, their preparation, and other topics. First, you'll hear from Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs and Browns haven't played against each other since the 2018 regular season, so maybe that's why, as the Browns' victory over the Steelers on Sunday night was unfolding, Mahomes was taking notes. He was also asked about the emphasis on stopping a trend from last year's playoffs, falling behind early. After a break, wide receiver Tyreek Hill also talked about last year's slow starts, and he shares with us the play he most regrets from the 2020 regular season. Finally, we'll hear from tight end Travis Kelsey, who opened up about playing against his hometown team. Kelsey grew up outside of Cleveland, and he knows how much this playoff run means to that city. He also knows he has fans, and the Chiefs have fans, in Cleveland. You'll hear Chiefs Director of Communications Brad G. introduce the media members who ask the question. So, let's get started with Wednesday's news conference. Hey Patrick, you ready? Ready to go. All right, uh, we'll start first with Danny Wilniak. Go ahead, Danny. Hey, Patrick. Um, I just want to revisit something with you regarding playing Big 12 quarterbacks and how exciting it is to be doing this now in the playoffs against a guy like Baker Mayfield and how, how much that rivalry still lives on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, it, it's cool to get to play against uh, him and and such a big game in the playoffs and everything like that. Um, knowing him for a long time uh, since I was a senior in high school, um, and uh, to be able to play on this stage is it's going to be special. And uh, and I mean, he went to Oklahoma, to Texas Tech, so uh, he got the better of me in in college. So I'll try to do my best uh, to win in, in the NFL. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Patrick. Um, Travis just mentioned that uh, as soon as you knew it was the Browns, that you basically had a notebook ready to go as far as preparation. Can you kind of describe um, when you initially started preparing for who you were going to play and what the very first preparations were? Yeah, I mean, right when the the uh, the bye week started and we knew who the seeds were for the uh, uh, the the seven, six, five, four, all those seeds that we could possibly play, I, I took a day where I watched each team. Uh, about four or five games of each team. And so uh, just kind of get a general feel of, of what the defense is presenting, what, what offenses are doing to try to attack them uh, from different teams, different offenses. And so I had a day's worth of film on the Browns. So whenever we, we found that out, I was able to look back at that, look at my notes and try to see how it presents uh, to us. Let's go next to Vahe Gregorian. Go ahead, Vahe. Hey, Patrick, this is a slightly different topic, but we, we see you when you're mic'd up doing stuff like telling guys nice hit and, and you know, kind of making a point of uh, exhibiting sportsmanship. And I, I'm curious why that matters to you and and maybe how you define sportsmanship. Yeah, for me, I just love the game. So uh, I respect everybody else just as much as they respect me. And uh, being able to go out there and play the sport that we love, I understand everybody's grind. Everybody's putting everything they have every single time they're on the field. And, I mean, uh, trust me, I want to win, but I, I respect everybody's grind of, of getting out there. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, do what I can to, to show that I appreciate them uh, as much as I appreciate the guys on my team. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Patrick, um... Do you feel like you prepare any differently for a playoff game than you would a regular season game? And Brad, I'll have a, a, a quick follow-up as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you just take your intensity up a level. I mean, it's still the same preparation. Just maybe try to d- dive dive deeper into the the film study, dive deeper into the the breakdowns and and the different ways you can uh, go out there and have success against a defense. Um, but I mean, just take it to another level would be the biggest thing. Okay, and it's been two weeks now since you've played a game. Did you do anything special over this time to stay sharp, or just the things you normally would do? Yeah, I mean, I just I stayed on top of everything. I practiced uh, as much as I could practice, getting reps in, uh, making sure I get get back to the fundamentals of, of the footwork and stuff like that, and then continue to work out and, and prepare myself. Uh, uh, we didn't start the way we wanted to last year when we came off the bye, and so I want to make sure that we do a better job of, of starting a little bit faster and uh, try not to put ourselves in that deficit. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick, last year, the early deficit in the playoffs were certainly kind of an identity for you. You put them on the Super Bowl rings. But this week, how much of that's a conversation, you know, between you, the players and the coaches and and how big of a focus is it this year to get off the faster starts? Yeah, I mean, it, it makes it a lot easier. I think I, you could say that um, we're not it's not something that we necessarily talk about. Uh, I think it's just kind of understood is that we need to come out playing our, our best football, playing the team that we're playing. Uh, they are coming in with a lot of confidence, playing really good football. And so uh, we want to do whatever we can to get off on the right foot and try to build uh, a lead early because, uh, I mean, they're a good football team that's able to, to win football games. And so we're going to make sure that we come with our best effort from the first snap. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Patrick, it seems like some of the teams that have had success against you defensively have this ability to get pressure to you without blitzing. The Browns somewhat fall into that category. Knowing that going in, how does that maybe change your preparation or mentality as a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I, just, I think I have to focus on the fundamentals for myself. I think it's the biggest thing. Trusting the O-line, trusting the, the, the game plan and get the ball out of my hands. Uh, the good thing about this team is we have a lot of great playmakers that can make plays happen in space. And so as if I'm getting the ball out of my hands and getting it to them, if that's holding it, stretching plays out and throwing deep passes, or if that's getting it out quick, uh, whatever way uh, in order to have success in the field, I'll, I'll try to do that. Let's go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Patrick, hope you're doing well. I uh, just wanted to ask you about the Browns' defense. You're kind of, you know, in your notebook, what you saw out of them, and especially Miles Garrett. You know, you guys, especially with the communication with the offensive line, how have you corrected that to face a guy like Miles Garrett just coming in, I think, the third most sacks of anybody in the postseason that's left? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, same way. I've known Miles for a long time, uh, uh, being in high school, and uh, trust me, he was the exact same size in high school as he is now. So I'm glad I didn't play him then. Um, but uh, he's a, he's a he's a tremendous player, plays extremely hard, and has a ton of talent, um, and that they have talent across that whole entire defense. And so for us, it's about executing. Uh, at a high level, um, getting the ball out of my hands, kind of like I said, letting guys make plays, and uh, we're going to have to play our best football if we want to win a uh, football game at the end of the day. We've got time for a couple more. We'll go Seren and then Nate. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Patrick, I'm curious, you know, having been through everything you guys did, won all the three comebacks last year in, in, in the playoffs, to accomplishing the championship and everything, how, how different is, is your confidence level right now? Like, I, I know you were confident last year, but now not, not thinking you can do it, but knowing you can do it, how, how different is it this year? Yeah, I mean, you just – you understand what it takes. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, you know it's not easy. You know you have to put in a lot of work, but you understand that you can do it. Um, and so uh, just – just trying to keep it in perspective, uh, going out there, having fun, enjoying it, um, playing to the best of our ability, uh, and then letting things handle itself. And so uh, we have a lot of veteran guys on this team now that have been through it. And so we're going to go out there with the mentality of not trying to get in those deficits again, but just try to find a way to win a football game and play the right way. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Patrick, I have two questions for you. The first goes back to your film study. Um, 
the Browns played four common opponents from you guys, Baltimore, Las Vegas, uh, Houston, and New York. Just how much were they a part of the film study in, in terms of figuring out uh, what might work for you guys? And then Brad will have a follow-up. Yeah, I mean, they definitely were. I mean, you, you see uh, those different different offenses, and, and they do a lot of the similar things that we do. And then I try to look at offenses like the Texans and stuff like that, that, that do a lot of the similar type of stuff that we do as well as Philly and all these other teams. And so uh, um, you try to take away from the formations that they're in uh, that, are, that are similar to ours. And even though we do different things out of those formations, you can kind of see where their defense is at and how they're combating that. And then you know they're going to make adjustments, and, you, and we're going to be able to make adjustments during the game. And then lastly, um, this often gets forgotten, but, you, you know, your legs were part of a dynamic with the offense last year, obviously coming – healthy uh, as the season went along last year. Just how much do you feel like your legs may be an element that obviously the Browns have to sort of respect and game plan for as well? Yeah, I mean, I think if, you just have to take what's there and what presents itself. I think the best thing about the playoffs, you can't leave anything uh, leave anything on the field. You got to leave it all out there. And so if uh, it gets presented to me and I, I'm able to use my legs, I'll, I'll try to do that and try to stay away from getting those big hits and everything like that. But uh, you definitely take it to a new level when it gets to the playoffs. And so we're excited to be here and we're excited to find a way to win a football game. Patrick, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners, unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at 50 bucks, unless you tell right, us to cancel. Coming your, your subscription helps support the sports coverage <laughs> uh, if you're ready of started, Kansas we'll start City.com and the McCown. Kansas City Star. Hey, and ahead, that Sam. support has never been more important. Right. Up, Please man? visit KansasCity.com slash SportsBeatKC offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Um, perceived weaknesses versus just trying to fine tune what you do best. Um, you know what? I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just watch, um, I just usually just watch tendencies, you know, um, I feel like every opponent, you know, like you said, is good at some things, you know, but I, I, I just pretty much just watch ten, tendencies, you know, I, I feel like no player really has weaknesses in the NFL, you know, cause this is the highest, you know, level that, um, you can play at. So, yeah. Let's go next to Herbie TLB. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Tyreek, uh, belated Happy New Year since we didn't get a chance to chat with you before the, the year changed. Oh, yeah. We know the, the, the plays you've made, 1,200 yards, almost 1,300 yards receiving, 15 uh -huh. receiving touchdowns. But as you look back at the 2020 season, what plays stand out to you that you didn't make and that you wish you could have had back? Uh, definitely the uh, Denver Bronco play, man. That, the catch that wasn't ruled a catch. So yeah, that that play like always sticks out, you know, to me the most, you know, because um, I'm always preaching, you know, judge um, judge the ball correctly um, when it's in the air. So I feel like I could have done a, a better job judging the ball. You know, I just try to make a crazy catch, a crazy acrobatic catch, you know, trying to get on sports in the top 10, you know, so just make the catch, man, and just, you know, come down with the play and I would have had the record of 16 touchdowns. That, that like hunts me like every night when I'm like, man, I wish I would have caught it. So yeah, that, just that one play right there. Go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. 
Hey, Tyreek, I know that you had been dealing with some kind of hamstring issue toward the end of the season. Right. How much did you benefit from these past couple of weeks off? And I was wondering if you could just describe how fresh you're feeling right now. Well, I feel great, man. Um, uh, I just feel like um, our medical team here does a tremendous job of just, you know, um, allowing us um, to, like, go out and um, work with, you know, um, our like off field trainers and stuff like that. So I had a chance to go, you know, work out with Luther, um, um, go to this, uh, other place I worked out, you know, in the off season and, um, get some more work, you know, outside of, you know, the uh, chief's facility. So they allowed me to do that, you know, so right now I'm feeling great. Like I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good, man. You know, so I'm ready. I'm excited. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Tyreek, hey. it's been uh, two weeks since you played in a game now. Right. Did you do anything special to stay sharp for oh. this game coming up or, or anything special at all on you out of the ordinary? Uh, nah, man, I just been training hard. Uh, just like I just told Pete, I just been training hard. Um, I've been on the jugs a lot. I've been on the tennis balls late at night. Uh, I've even been running a few routes, you know, um, um, on my own outside of, you know, um, what we do here with the Chiefs. So, I mean, you always got to keep the uh, you always got to keep the knife short, man. Always, you know. So I'm ready. Good time for a couple more. We'll go Karen and then Matt. Go ahead, Karen. Hi, Tyreek. Hey, how you doing? Great. Hey, what is your take on the Cleveland Browns? You watched the game they played to continue in the playoffs. What's your overall impression of them? Well, um, they definitely um, a building team, you know. So um, very good team, very young team. Um, Offense is tremendous. Defense is good, you know, so I feel like um, we cannot take this opponent lightly. Like, we got to play this game just like any other game. Come out, play hard, and just be the Chiefs, you know. So they got a bunch of playmakers on both sides of the ball, you know, so we just got to play ball, you know. And, you know, I know my brother's in the locker room, like, all of them ready for the challenge, you know. So it's going to be a good game. So, no, you're not going to get the great – so, no, you're not going to get the great face mask coming from me. No, you're not. Let's go. We'll go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Ty, good to see you. Good to see you, bud. Hey, you know, last year the big topic for the playoffs was the slow starts and getting right. out to the deficits. Um, is that anything that you guys talk about this year as motivation? And is there anything that, you know, you're focusing on from your spot to feel like that you can get the offense going faster? Uh, yeah. Um, our wide coach brought it up today. Uh, well, not today, probably yesterday, I believe. Um, he was like, um, let's not put ourselves in that same position as we did last year, you know, because every team isn't going to be the same, you know. So we just got to come out and um, just have the uh, energy, you know, we've had all year, you know. So get the ball to the playmakers um, and just let Pat be special, man, with the ball in his hand, man. You know, so that's all we got to do. Tyreek, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Corvette, Corvette. Popping them all the way down, Ivan. All right, uh, we'll get started. We'll start first with Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. 
Hey, Travis, hope you're doing well today. Uh, two quick questions for you. One, you're, you're a Cleveland guy. So when you see the, you know, that you're finally facing the Browns in the playoffs, just your overall thoughts on finally facing your uh, hometown team, if you will. And also, what is it about, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes in this offense, only the least amount of points you've scored in the postseason, 31 points since Patrick Mahomes has been in control. What is it about you guys that just kind of just flipped the switch in the postseason? Um, I think uh, to answer your first question, yeah, man, being from Cleveland and, and playing the Browns, it's uh, it's definitely um, kind of up the ante a little bit. You know, it made it a little bit more personal. I, uh, I absolutely love Cleveland, um, but I understand that uh, we are each other's enemies right now. So I've got a lot of friends and a lot of family back in Cleveland telling me I'm the enemy. And uh, it's, uh, it's definitely going to be fun going up against the Browns, and uh, it's going to be an exciting game. And um, to speak on the other point of uh, the points scored, I think – um, I think that everybody kind of locks in a little bit more and uh, and uh, and gets excited to play uh, when the playoffs come around, especially in this building, especially one five himself. He's he does everything he can uh, to be ready for these moments. And uh, it shows every single time he, he goes out there in the playoffs. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Good Pete. Travis, the last time you guys played the Browns was 18, and, and you and Kareem, two Cleveland guys, you probably remember the game well, went off and had all these touchdowns. Just thinking back to Kareem and everything that happened and just where he is now, how thrilled are you for him? How often do you guys speak and so on and so forth? Uh, I wish we spoke more often, man. That's my my brother for life. Um, to see what he's he's gone through and uh, to see him grow from everything. Um, I'm somebody where I didn't uh, – I had a few red flags coming out of college. Um, it wasn't always, you know, a whole lot of fun for me. I had to, I had to kind of break through um, some uh, some things that were that were tied to my name, and 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 with that, you know, it's just uh, you have to challenge yourself as a man, as a human. Uh, you have to grow from it. You have to understand how people are viewing you, and you have to uh, and you have to move on knowing that. And uh, I think Kareem's done an unbelievable job of, you know, just going out there playing football and uh, and and keeping his head on straight. So I'm happy as hell for him. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Travis. We, uh, we're learning that, obviously, you came back in the Man of the Year Award uh, Challenge Online. I know I want to take you back to um, the last time you played against the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, the team showed the video of your nomination. Just what did it feel like to, to watch the nomination and obviously be recognized? And then uh, secondly, there were two kids in the video, Amari and Amir. I know you've gotten to know them over the last five years at Operation Breakthrough. What's it just been like to get to know them and, and have, a, have a real relationship with those guys? Yeah, Amari and Amir, man, those guys, uh, they'll, they'll light up the room every single time they walk in it, man. It's just uh, two kids that, that are absolutely, you know, very aware of their situation. But at the same time, man, they just they love life, man. They love life. They they appreciate, you know, what Operation Breakthrough is and everybody that uh, that's in that building that helps them, um, you know, and it's just uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. And uh, to be honest, during the Falcons game, when I was getting recognized, uh, we were losing at that point. So it was it wasn't a fulfilling moment. You know what I mean? We were trying to secure the first round by and uh, or at least the first seed in the AFC and um, my, my mind was more focused on that than it was actually, uh, but Fish actually gave me a little tap and he said, hey man, congratulations. So that was, uh, that was about as um, excited and understanding that I got on the field uh, when I was being recognized. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Travis, um, regarding Kareem, um, what, what do you feel like the last couple of years have been like for him since he's left here? And was it difficult for him 
to not be a part of things as you guys kept winning games uh, the last couple of years. Um, and, and Brad, I'll have one quick follow-up. I can only imagine how it, how it was for him. I can't speak on it. You know what I mean? Obviously, it was probably an uphill battle that he had to w deal with mentally as well as, you know, uh, face the reality of things. Um, and, uh, and and what that is, that everybody was kind of looking at him in a negative light. Uh, and and he's he's a guy where he walks in the building as a as a as a teammate as as a guy as a friend that I've I've learned to know man he he he's never had that negative light on him because of his personality and you know who he's been in the building so to have to deal with that um you know hats off to him for for battling through that and and, and finding his way back onto a football field uh here in the NFL and uh, I'm just happy for him man okay and you also uh, mentioned earlier that everybody uh out there really locks in at playoff time and you said particularly pat how have you seen that with pat what tells you that he's particularly locked in this week um just it's the small conversations of making sure that everybody is aware making sure that everybody's on the same page um you can you can tell that you know he, he's been doing his homework for the past week and a half uh just talking to him him understanding what what every single team that we could possibly face is doing defensively, and then uh, sure enough, as soon as we found out on Sunday who we were playing, you know he was he was right there. I had a whole notebook ready for the the Cleveland Browns, and I think right now we're just uh, we're in the process of, of of figuring out the game plan. And um, I think, like I said, what Pat does the best is communicate exactly what he's seeing and you know how he feels we need to attack the defense and uh, and all those conversations. Um, you know, are, are extremely relevant during the game. So we have time for a few more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Travis. Um, you touched on this earlier, but I wonder if you could expand upon it a little bit. Just your family and friends back home, just the dynamic of, I mean, are they still Browns fans? Obviously, they're Travis Kelsey fans, but yeah. what is the dynamic of, of who they root for? I mean, it's a... Uh... I got I got no um no hard feelings, man. I understand I understand what it means to be a Cleveland sports fan, uh, and uh, to be a diehard at that. And um, you know, I th I think a lot of the close friends and family are going to be wearing their Chiefs gear, but uh, maybe throw a, a orange shirt with a nice brown helmet on underneath or something like that, man. It's uh it's definitely going to be mixed feelings for a lot of people that I know, but um, at the same time, I'm I'm going in with uh with a mindset that Kansas City Chiefs got to win this game. Go next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Travis. Uh, you mentioned a few times this year how the crowd still had limited capacity, but that you've felt that energy all season long. Uh, just how excited are you to feel that on Sunday uh, back in the playoffs? And also, are you repping Tyreek's brand there on your shirt? Oh, yeah. I'm a soul runner. I might not be as fast as Tyreek, but I'm still a soul runner. You can't take that away from me. Uh, shout out to Tyreek and what he's doing with the soul runner and everything he's doing in the community, man. That guy's unbelievable. Um, but to, to go back to, uh, I'm sorry, what was the first uh, question you had? My apologies. Just uh, feeling the, the playoff environment. I know it's a limited capacity crowd, but you've mentioned how the crowd all year, just 17,000 or whatever, still brought it every single oh, yeah. game. How excited are you to feel that? I'm excited to see uh, see how we take it up a notch. You know, the, the playoffs, the, the us on the field can't be the only ones that, that take it up a notch. So the kingdom, we're, uh, we're hoping that you're loud and proud and, uh, and ready to wreak havoc just like we are. We'll go last to Mackenzie Nelson. Go ahead, Mackenzie. Hey, Travis, I was just wondering, as you guys enter the playoffs, is there anything that sticks out to you or anything that's different uh, about this year's team versus last year's? Um, I would say the biggest difference is just the uh, the confidence that we have in, in knowing who we are and knowing how to uh, 
how to be the best us, if that makes sense. Um, I think what Coach Reed has done, I've said this a million times, I think what he's what he does is uh, he presents a challenge for us week in and week out. And uh, as a player, as a as a as a leader to, to follow you know, a guy that knows what he's doing like that, to be able to hear what he has for us and to keep attacking that challenge. And um, week in and week out, find ourselves, you know, having success through um, meeting and meeting those expectations and, 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 and winning those challenges. I think it's, uh, it's just a, you know, a flawless process that Coach Reed has been able to, to put forth. And uh, with that, you know, we've all been able to grow within that and, uh, and have fun doing it. Brad, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. Oh, yeah. Check out uh, Cheetah, man. Soul Runner, baby. That will do it for today. Thanks to our production staff and everyone who helps make Sports Beat KC happen. Derek Donovan, Beth Welsh, Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Links to stories about the Chiefs can be found in the show notes and on KansasCity.com. Hey, we have another deal for you, especially for those who want to deep dive into the Stars' terrific Chiefs coverage. And what better time to take advantage of this offer with the playoffs starting? For a limited time, you can subscribe to Sports Pass for 99 cents a month. That's right, 99 pennies a month. After three months, it auto renews at $5.99 a month unless you cancel. How do you get it? You go to kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. That's kansascity.com slash sportspass2020. You want more than just sports coverage? Who doesn't? Check out the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, and analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional news, sports, and business coverage with the E-Edition. The details for all of these deals can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And if you're having trouble hunting down any of the offers, you send me an email, bkirkoff at kcstar.com, and I'll get you to the right place. So whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Thursday with another episode.